this is Matt, and welcome to another edition of the Studio Rats podcast, episode 21 for February 22nd, 2012. Hope you all are doing well. Yes, once again, I'm winding through the backcountry roads of Loomis, California while podcasting. So today I wanted to follow up on yesterday's episode, which was on critical listening. A couple things I wanted, wanted to mention that I should have mentioned yesterday, but it just slipped my mind, probably as I was dodging young children out in the middle of the road. Just kidding, by the way. Um, the first thing is, when you're doing your critical listening, please do not listen to MP3s or AAC files. Listen to the source material. As you are probably all uh, well aware of by now, MP3 and AAC files throw out a lot of information that was present in the source recording. And also, uh, the, part of the encoding process, depending on which encoder you're using, can actually change the tonal balance of the song. Um, there's a couple of encoders that actually add a pronounced mid-range boost. A lot of them kind of roll off the highs and the lows. So, you know, even though a casual listener may not be able to tell the difference, if you do some A-B comparisons, it becomes pretty ob- pretty apparent that there has been a tonal shift. So definitely, you know, if you're listening to them, um, you know, from a computer playback system, Definitely make sure that you rip those files from a CD or whatever source material you have as a WAVE or AAC or FLAC or Apple Lossless because that will be an accurate representation of the source material. And another important factor with critical listening is listening at a consistent level. Um, hopefully you know that our, the way that our ears are, are made, um, you know, there's a thing called the Fletcher-Munson curve where basically... We hear uh, frequencies different depending on their uh, loudness. So if you listen to songs louder, they're going to sound better than if you listen to them quieter. So try to come up with a monitoring level that is comfortable for you. Um, A lot of people, myself included, monitor around 80 to 83 decibels. Um, There's a couple good reasons for doing this. Number one, it really cuts down on your ear fatigue. You can work all day long and uh, you're not going to be doing any damage to your hearing by, you know, if you're listening, say, monitoring at 90 decibels or 100 decibels where your ear is gonna, just going to fatigue pretty quickly. So listen at a uh, consistent monitoring level. I use just a cheap handheld Radio Shack SPL meter to double-check my levels. Um, if you do it long enough, you, you can you get to the point where you can just um, set, set your level by ear um, although I do double check every now and then just to make sure because, you know, uh, if you start out listening really loud and then turn it down, there's a thing called a sh- threshold shift and that, again, changes your perception uh, of the sound. So listen at a consistent level. Also listen in a consistent space on a consistent set of speakers. And preferably this would be, you know, listening over whatever monitors that you use to mix or if you use headphones to mix, listen um, on those headphones. I did, um, you know, wanted to caution you, I I wouldn't do your critical listening on headphones and then mix over monitors. I don't know, probably many of you have noticed that if you do a mix over headphones and then put them up on your studio monitors, a lot of things don't translate and, and what you thought was there wasn't there. And that just has to do a lot with when you're mixing on headphones, there's, there's no um, depth of field. Um, everything is flat, right, you know, right between, between your head. You know, it's either, uh, you know, you're, you, 
right in the middle of your head or your left ear or your right ear, whereas if you're listening on monitors in a good listening environment, you'll actually get um, placement of instruments front to back where you know the singer may be up front where the instrumentation will be farther back so you have that depth that you just don't get with headphones. So you know that's not to say that if you do work on headphones, that's not a bad thing. Just be aware of that, and when you do critical listening, use those same headphones, use that same monitor. That way, you'll know what to expect. Just wanted to touch on a, a question that Jeff Elbell had posted, and, and Jeff, as you guys know, if you've been listening to all the episodes, he joins me on the podcast occasionally. Jeff had a question um, regarding uh, episode 16, where I was talking about committing to your tones when recording. And I thought I would just mention it here uh, in case you didn't see my reply on the comment section for episode 16. Uh, basically, his question was if I had noticed any problems or any difficulties um, with tracks where I had tracked with compression. And then when it comes time to mix, I kind of go, oh, gosh, I shouldn't have done that. And to be honest, I haven't had that problem. I think a lot of that is that I do set my compression levels when I'm recording very conservatively. I'm not squashing anything unless I'm going for an obvious effect like on a room mic on a drum set where I definitely want to, to hear the compressor pumping and breathing. I would do it in that case. Um, but for things for like vocals and bass, you know, I'm just barely kind of tickling the gain reduction. Maybe on the louder, no uh, louder notes I might be getting uh, 3 dB of gain reduction. I'm not sure what the ratio would be because both the compressors that I tend to use don't have a labeled but I would suspect it's not more than 4 to 1 um, compression ratio, and I keep the um, attack and release times pretty slow. Now, all that being said, if, if you absolutely do not feel comfortable tracking with compression, you know, don't do it. I mean, that methodology, the reason why I mentioned it is that that just happens to work for me. I feel that it allows me to work more quickly and, um, you know, I'm not going to be offended if you guys come up with a different way of doing it that works better for you. I just wanted to share some of my own perspective that hopefully would give you guys some ideas on some things to try out. So that's going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. If you have any comments or questions, drop me a line at matt at finleysound.com or stop by the webpage, thestudioratspodcast.com and comment in the comment section for this episode or any of the other ones. I will uh, re reply in the comment section and also uh, may you know turn it into a podcast episode kind of like I did today with, with Jeff's question. So until next time, go on out there and record something.